night owls. Welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. Oh, wait. This is a mini episode. It is a mini. Even better. <laughs> I'm here. I swear. I was just really excited to be recording again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's all good. Exactly. I was just really enthusiastic. Anyways, this is a mini episode um, because it's February and February is the month of love, according to Hallmark. And so, therefore, we're going to go with it because it's fun. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to do some love bites, but with a Y, right? Yes. Because <laughs> this is audio. Mm-hmm. I, like I love it. it. So I like I'm, it. I'm I know. So, I don't forget and everything. Perfect. I appreciate you. Anyways, Krista and I will both be doing um, a mini episode. And so, we've each picked like a romance. Um, so, we can kind of talk about that. I did not pick a short one. So there's that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of honestly a little it's bit truly of an improvement of not a mini. mini. Yeah, that's true. Usually my minis are like, well, it was an hour long and it was predictable, so that happened. Yeah, and I'm gonna <laughs> that happened you to everything. me. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I'm just gonna jump right into it because this is a mini episode. We don't need no chit chat. You're here to hear about books. Um, I picked An Ocean of Minutes by Thea Lim, and this is one I actually did not read this time. I listened to it. Um, it's like an eight-hour listen, and I did it on Audible because Audible's amazing. Um, I just really was like romance books, and then I just kind of didn't want to pick one that was one of those classic, like, I know exactly how this is going to go down. So this is not like a classic romance where it's just like very predictable, none of that, okay. none of that garbage today. <laughs> I like it. I like mixing it up. I got like a complex romance for you. Also, it's very topical. So the premise of this book is that there's a pandemic going on. Oh my God. When was this book written? Now I have questions. (laughs) I don't know. Actually, I was thinking about that just as I was um, like waiting, like getting ready to talk to you today. I was like, hmm, I should check what year it was written. Um, If you want to look it up for me. Uh, Yeah. So there's a pandemic going on. It's the flu. It's not it's not COVID, obviously. They didn't call it that, but you know. <sighs> All right. So there's a pandemic, and they've invented time travel to help people deal with the pandemic, basically. So, like, you can just like skip ahead well, past to nice. when the pandemic happened. Yeah. But there are like, like caveats, right? Like, there is with everything. Like, obviously, like, rich people have more access to time travel. Um, it's really hard to like secure a spot. You basically have to like sign your life over to the company Time Razor, who invented time travel. And there are still limits to time travel. So time travel was invented in 1993 in this world, and it can only jump 12 years in either direction. So they can't go back to before 1981. And so 1981 is where our main character Polly is from. So she jumps from 1981. Um, And uh, it can't go any farther forward than 2005. So usually when you take a jump, like you have to apply for it. You have to like give a reason for why you want to go and then agree to work like a certain amount of uh, months for Time Razor. Um, They like establish like your pay. They usually try to pick people who have certain skills that are like necessary in the future. And then like they also like list job listings, basically. (laughs) It'll be like 1995 needs an upholsterer. (laughs) Like, and so you can just like apply for jobs that are, like anywhere from 1981 to 2005 which is totally wild but they recommend you not jump more than like like 12 years or so because like that's a lot of change in a decade right um so on average people do just jump like the the 12 years at a time um which i think is interesting that people would choose 12 years if they have a choice but it sounds like time razor really gets to dictate where and when you go 
Yeah. I mean, I guess if there's only like so many jobs and you're probably only qualified for a smaller right. number of those. Then... And like you could go to 1990, right? But they wouldn't have invented time travel then. There would be people who were time travelers. They call them journeymen. Like people refer to like the people who are not from that time journeymen, which I think is interesting. They'll be like, oh no, I'm American, not a journeyman. Cause like they're natural. Like they didn't like jump around. Huh. Um, so I think it's really interesting. There's, there's just like a lot of, um, I kind of feel like some of this could be totally plausible. Like this is absolutely how companies would, would function time travel. Um, so oh, yeah, they would definitely that's make you work for it. <laughs> right. So that's, what's going on um, in this world. And our main characters are Polly and Frank. And so that's, that's where our love story comes in. So Polly and Frank have been together for like four years and they're like living together. And he finds out that he's, he's got the sick, he's got the flu. Oh no. Um, and it's like, pretty detrimental flu i guess she was saying that like within like a day he like totally looked emaciated and his eyes were all yellow and so like it's pretty severe and like the, the medication's really expensive which is why it's hard to get a hold of which is why people basically just sign their lives away and jump ahead a decade <laughs> to get away from it right um so like basically polly and frank go through the whole application system she signs up for i think she gets like 30 months in which she's required to work and she is a furniture restorer so she just is uh she applies for a job for 1993 and like they come up with with a plan that he is gonna meet her at a certain landmark because they're from new york but their t uh his treatment and where she's supposed to be like landing is texas i think el paso or something like that that's like where the biggest treatment center was for time razor and so the plan was that when she lands they're going to meet, right? They know when she's supposed to go, but apparently there's like rumors that like things can go wrong because it's time travel, right? And also you're basically at the whim of a company that you've signed a contract for. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to guess there's probably not a ton of regulations. Yeah, they, they could probably, probably can do whatever. do whatever. Yeah, they do whatever they want. Basically, basically. So like she doesn't really get to say goodbye to him because like there's a flu and stuff going on. Like you got to wear your masks. Like you can't get out of the car with other people. So like, we all kind of know like what this world looks like. Like you can't get close to each other, but it was like so severe that like, then they didn't want her to get it too. Cause she was going to jump. Right. Like they couldn't touch, like she hasn't been able to touch him in like months yeah, because she could take he's it back sick. to like 1993 and ruin everything. Exactly. And so she's going to go to like extensive testing and all this stuff. And like some people, even once they get there to like take the plane, they're like hysterical because people are trying to not die or save a loved one. Like usually that's the reason for going on these one of these time jumps. Um, I don't remember exactly like how they explain, like how your body deals with the time jump, but you'll learn that in the book. Okay. Um, Anyways, that's like the, the premise of this. And obviously, because there's time travel and this is a romance, things go awry. Um, <laughs> but they have, you know, they've got a backup plan. You know, if she ends up getting rerouted during flight, they said that they were going to meet every Saturday at this hotel on in September. So like, if for some reason, she wasn't there on the 12th year that he was expecting her to be there every September from every year on out, he would be there on like the first Saturday or every Saturday. So like they had like a backup plan basically, which I think is actually really smart because like phone numbers are going to change. The world's going to change. There's a whole pandemic. Like yeah, there's time some, like, travel. Some contingency plans there. <laughs> exactly. So they tried really hard to like make their lives work. And basically this entire story is just them trying to figure out a whole new world. And it talks about like their old world and then trying to navigate it. So 
I kind of really loved it. I'm not quite at the end. I will admit I'm not quite at the end because it was like an eight hour listen and I was planning on just picking like a quick listen, but I was just really invested in one, the cover and two, the premise. Um, the cover's like pastel colors and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, so I think the, one of the things that I really liked about this book is, did you see what year it was made? Uh, no, cause, uh, you forgot to tell us the name of the book. And then I, I don't think I did. I didn't want to interrupt because you were on such a roll, you know, you were like, I don't think I did. Book. I'm pretty sure I said it. I thought I said it. If you did, I missed it. So we'll just say it again. Say it again. Then... Okay. Just is an ocean of minutes by Thea Lim. Okay. I'm gonna look it up right now. Look it up. Look it up. Um, but I really uh, enjoyed the way that this author kind of went back and forth between times because that can be really complicated to like make clear. And even when it was an audiobook, it was pretty clear like what time we were in. Um, just kind of based on like context and characters and things. Um, I liked the way that they kind of made the new world. <laughs> like it was awful. Don't get me wrong. Nobody wants that world. But I thought it was really interesting. And it's not exactly a take I've seen before. So I thought it was a really unique like perspective on like a potential reality. And then it's kind of like sci-fi too because it's time travel. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's kind of like a nice mix. It's like, of, like... romance, sci-fi like end of world pandemic it was written in 2018 so she's only a couple of, she's like a See? year and a half early right that's impressive that's even more impressive i thought that it said before 2020 so i was like mm, i don't think she was wrote this during pandemic yeah no after or prior to the pandemic so i thought that was pretty cool also apparently she's an excellent fortune teller um <laughs> <laughs> if only should we actually had the time travel part of it though yeah uh cons um I don't know. I guess I didn't really feel like there was like a ton of character growth or anything, but considering the nature of the story, I don't really see that there's like a ton of opportunity for it because like the characters are already like fairly well-rounded and no one's like annoying or whiny or, you know what I mean? Like they don't really give you a character to like not like at the beginning to do growth for. So I don't really, I don't really care in this context that there wasn't character growth. <laughs> I'll allow it. I do think that the main character becomes like a little less naive and a little more like aware of like her surroundings and stuff. So that's pretty good. Um, the main characters like Polly, she's pretty solid. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought the audio um, narrator was pretty, pretty good. I liked them. I'm kind of picky about audio narrators. Um, so yeah, that's the thing. It's like I've returned a lot of audiobooks and been like, nope, just gonna read it. <laughs> yeah, not. Because <laughs> I hated the yeah. So yeah, I. I'm going to give it like four out of five stars. Nice. It's a pretty good solid one. Hopefully it ends well too and it doesn't. Really yeah. That's only because I haven't quite finished it. Like I don't mind updating this, this assessment later. I don't really quite know where exactly it's going to go. I'm like, how does it summarize? You know, like mm -hmm. I kind of think I know where it's going. Cause I only have like an hour left. So like, I'm pretty sure I know where it's going to go, but also there could be a wild twist that could like really blow my socks off. True. And I mean, 2018, like there is potential to end it and they could be writing a second book or something. Yeah, exactly. As far as I know, there's not a sequel right now. Um, at least it didn't recommend one on Audible. And usually it's like other things by this author, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. um, if there's a sequel or it'll say book one. Um, but no, it didn't have any of that. So yeah, maybe there will be another one, but uh, I would recommend it definitely, especially because it's got so many different genres. Yeah. And I'm excited to see the cover of it when you post it. Yeah. I'm gonna have to find like a really nice way to display that. I'll think on it work on that uh, bookstagram skills exactly but i mean this is a mini so we'll speed through all the socials you all probably know it by now but Pro. instagram is not past your bedtime twitter iipyb underscore pod we've got that email is not past your bedtime at gmail if you know you got lots of things to say we're here to listen absolutely um you can check out our website 
to see what we've talked about slash read in the past at isn'titpastyourbedtime.com. You can also check out what we are going to be talking about next. Yeah. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, and come back and listen in like two weeks, and we'll have another little love fight with a Y for you to check out. Bye, everyone. Bye.